Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. This is Dimity McDowell, and I am not in Denver. I am in my lovely, beloved Midwest. We are in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Right on. That was a very warm welcome from our retreaters. It is day one of our Eau Claire Run Plus Refresh Retreat. I know. And honestly, there's nothing like the Midwest. I mean, God bless the Midwest. Just love it, love it, love it. So we're coming to you from the Lismore Hotel in lovely downtown Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And this is in their dive bar. And Dimity, um, you know, people might think dive bar, oh, it means it must be kind of a dumpy, like kind of gritty place. Do you know there's a double meaning to dive bar? <laughs> I didn't, but I think you're going to explain it to yeah, me right now. So let's, let's hear there, it. Because we have a patio right off of this or a terrace and there used to be a pool out there. Oh, isn't that clever? Well, what happened yeah. to the pool? Oh, they, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's what, three days of sunshine? It's here, Wisconsin, so. I know, I know, right? right. No, it's this, this Lismore Hotel, I mean, honestly, like, it is so lovely. Don't you guys think? I mean, it is just so clean, so much space. There's nothing that a high, ce- there's not a high ceiling I've met that I don't love. I mean, I just love a good high ceiling that makes you feel like you're living in Manhattan and like lovely windows and yeah. good bathrooms and yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may never come out. So. Yeah. Yeah. so, and as you're listening to this audience out there on podcast land, if you have a little FOMO, uh, feel like you're missing out, we do have uh, some other retreats coming up and Cape Cod in late October and Hilton Head next February. You can find all the details and register by going to motherrunnerstore.com, clicking on retreats in the top navigation. So, yeah. So, Dimity, you uh, spent a little time. You, we both flew into uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and you spent a little time doing some work in your I did. I, did. I sent a couple of newsletters. You may have seen those in your, your inbox. Um, I did. I got... Um, a little salad, and then I got a cupcake because it's my birthday, it's your birthday today. And I and I bring that up not because forty-seven is a glamorous age, although it is. Um, but really, actually, what I wanted to, um, I, I was thinking about this uh, in the elevator on a ride down recently uh, today. <laughs> okay, let me put the story together. Um, but. Uh, it was in 2007. We ran the Nike Women's 2007 Marathon, correct? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So 12 years ago, my first training run for the Nike Women's Marathon oh. was on my birthday. And mm-hmm. I remember writing about it for Runner's World. We were the marathon moms on Runner's World. Com, that yeah. content is no longer there because they're behind a paywall and publishing has changed and blah, blah, blah. But... I remember I was in Boulder, Colorado. I was also away from my family on my birthday that day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Chautauqua mm-hmm. on a mountain hardware press trip, and I ran there. And I remember writing about how I didn't go as fast as I wanted to, but it was fast enough for a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> and um, that's pretty much the story of my life, because I've got chocolate cake over here, and I still have that perspective. So. I mean, honestly, that, is, that was the birth of another mother runner. That was the birth of it Run was. Like a Mother. It was the birth of you guys being here. I mean, not that exact run, but I have to say my heart is just full, full, full when I think about where I was, you know, over a decade years, ago, yeah, years ago. Yep. and now where we are here today. And I look out here in this audience, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, just so many awesome, vibrant women and so many memories to be made and so many laughs already and I just I don't know I just 
my heart is full. So I'm really excited for this weekend, and thank you guys for being part of another Mother Runner. It's really, um, it's indescribable at times. So thank you. Thank you. Well, and we are pleased that your parents had you 47 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's someone, oh, who, it's someone else's birthday here today. Is it J- Jamie? Where are you, Jamie? Yeah, so she goes, 78, 79, and I'm like, what are you talking about when I graduated from high school? <laughs> I'm like, 72, but she was 78, right? So she's six years younger than I am, and happy birthday, Jamie, as well. Nice, nice. All right. Okay, well, all right, so since we were thinking about what to talk about on this podcast, and so since the majority of us in this room are running a race at the Eau Claire Marathon on Sunday, we're providing a behind-the-scenes look at race organization um, and we're going to have two guests, uh, you, the race director of the Eau Claire Marathon and the woman who heads up the race's merchandise and volunteers. They're both mother runners, and we'll talk with both mother runners after this brief break. Stick around. All right, well, allow me to introduce our two guests. Emmy Ullman is the race director of the Eau Claire Marathon. It is a family affair race. Emmy works closely with her sister, sister-in-law, and her father in organizing the race. Emmy seems to have an affinity for the number four. She has four kids, and she's run that same number of marathons, including Disney World Marathon in 2016. Also joining us is Steph Toutant. Is that how you say Yes? Okay. Um, who is in charge of the Eau Claire Marathon Merchandise and Volunteers, and she's also Emmy's sister-in-law. Um, I assume your brothers, your husbands are brothers? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> no, s- no. Yeah. I married her brother. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Um, Steph previously worked in the merchandise industry for Bonton and a store you might have heard of. It's called Target. Um, (laughs) Steph is a mom of three young children. Thanks for joining us, gals. Thanks for having us. Um, Because it's, you know, Friday night and the race is on Sunday, you obviously have nothing better to do right now than talk to a bunch of other runners, right? We wouldn't want to be anywhere but right here. Nice. Nice. All right, so start by telling us the ages of your kids, the two of you. And, and also, um, it's best if you could say this is Steph or this is Emmy and then give the answer. Yeah. Okay, this is Steph. I have a six-year-old girl, Molly, a three-year-old boy, Jack, and a one-year-old girl um, named Tilly. Wow. Nice. Named what? Tilly? Tilly. Very Tilly, that's cute. cute. Is that short for something? Um, so your great-grandma, Emmy's great-grandmother, was named Matilda and always went by Tilly. But I just like Tilly, so we just named her Tilly. Oh, oh that's, that's very cute. sweet. Mm-hmm. Very sweet. So I have four kids. Uh, my oldest daughter, Peyton, is 15. Then I have a son, Grayson, who's 13. And then I ended up, um, my husband wanted three kids. I wanted four kids. So I won without even having to come up with a fight and had twins for the last two. Uh, twin boys, Gabe and Reed, that are nine. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, so before we dive into talking about the race, I want to uh, return to a topic that I promised that we would, we would touch upon in all of our live podcast recordings which is because we travel around the country. It's one of the great perks of another mother runner is getting to see different parts of this wonderful country and just kind of find out what it's like to run in that place. Because I think, you know, like if you live in, you know, uh, the suburbs and you're used to running in subdivision, you kind of can't imagine what it's like to run at altitude in Jackson Hole or something like that. Um, So anyway, so um, curious what it's like to run here in Eau Claire where – what it like winter ended like yesterday or the day before yesterday um yeah so um you know um what it what's it like running here you know a lot of us are from the midwest that are here so i'll say i think it's hard anywhere you are 
you kind of train in a season that you don't run in, that you don't race in. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a race like ours, you're kind of training through the winter to run an early spring race. You train in the spring for a summer race. You train through the summer for a great fall race that's in Minneapolis. So Mm -hmm. we had a rough, we had a rough winter. I mean, the Midwest had a rough winter. We had a lot of ice. We had a lot of snow. Um, but they embrace it. And that is, I will tell you on Sunday, that is one of the greatest parts of this weekend. The weather hasn't been good. It's finally going to be nice. So you get everyone out. The city of Eau Claire embraces it and gets outside just because it's finally nice to cheer on all the runners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I mean, so, okay, it's 15 degrees um, and the wind chill makes it um, five. Are, are you running outside? When I was training for a marathon, yes, I was. <laughs> now, I would say I'm either on the treadmill or, or I'm doing a class. Okay. All right. What about you, Steph? Same. I am inside, running inside. Okay. So. All right. But no, my husband would be outside with, you know, tights and extra gear, hat, ready to go. Baklava. We got to throw yeah, in the baklava. Just... I bought him the Newton um, waterproof balaclava. running shoes. Oh, balaclava. Baklava. Oh, balaclava. It's the, it's the Greek pastry that's layered, yeah. Okay. Well, I had all the letters. They're just missing it. You just have to rearrange them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, balaclava. Does your husband have a Wait, he, you bought him the what? The Newton those, shoes? What were, the, remember those? I mean, I think she had them for like Christmas or something. I helped her get these. But they um, are like waterproof, so I think they were warmer or something. So, but yes. But yeah, I, I stay inside. It needs to be above 32. I'm a, I'm a wimp. You need to be above 32. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, um, and talk about a little bit about the, because I know that, I mean, you live in the Twin Cities, but you obviously have an affinity for Eau Claire. You're from Eau Claire. Uh, yeah. Steph, where do you live? So I live in the Twin Cities too. Okay. And um, I grew up 30 minutes west of Milwaukee. Okay. All so. right. So we're not really talking to two local people right now, but that's okay. How much do you, you obviously know a lot about the Eau Claire running community. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, do you see like group runs out there? Are people more solo? Are they, you know, tell us a little bit about the popularity of running. It's in, the city has embraced running here. It is, there's run clubs that run on Thursday nights. There's a, the, a program that our university puts on, which is fantastic, is they do a running class. So for college students, we probably all were not in college running on a Saturday morning. Were we? <laughs> no, we weren't. But this group does. They get up every Saturday morning and does a, and does a, a run together. They, run, they have a class on Tuesday nights or Tuesday mornings, and then they run once on their own, and then on Saturday mornings they get up to run. And then they also invite the Eau Claire community to join them. So it's kind of turned into a great way to meet other people in the community, get together, get out there and run. And I think there's 125 students from the University of Eau Claire that will be running. And there's actually about 75 or 80 that will be coming from the University of Minnesota that will be running this weekend with us, too. That's amazing. That's really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk race organization. Emmy, tell us how your fam- you and your family uh, came to be owners and organizers of this race. It's a pretty interesting story. So... This is the 11th year of the Eau Claire Marathon. I've shared this with some of you, but so it, five years into the race, my husband, myself, my mother-in-law, and my dad, we came back to Eau Claire, my husband and I, because we lived in Minneapolis, and we ran the Eau Claire Marathon four-person relay. We had an absolute blast. It was so much fun. We loved the camaraderie, loved the competitive feel of doing something as a team again. 
Uh, one note on that, my mother-in-law missed, couldn't get to her spot because of the cars, hence why we have a busing system now to get the relays from spot to spot. But we had so much fun. Fast forward two months after that, that family, it was about, it was less than a thousand runners at the time. They, it was, it was hard. It was a lot of work and they were moving out of Eau Claire and didn't want to do it anymore. So my father, who was on the brink of retiring and um, called me and I had, my youngest two were a year from kindergarten and said, should we take over the Eau Claire Marathon? And at the time I had no clue what I was getting myself into. Uh, the two of us, year one, just wanted to get the race we wanted it to happen. We wanted to, you know, make sure it went off and it was great. We doubled it. We had about 2,300 runners. And after that we went, okay, the two of us can't do this alone. So we, um, grabbed my sister, Katie and my sister-in-law, Steph, and both of them decided to stay home with their kids. So that's a great advantage for all of us. We can work it's a from great home workforce. Yes. Grab those stay at home moms. The state, so we all can stay home with our kids and work from there with a race in May. It's fantastic because we're busy up till then. You kind of have a little bit of time afterwards for that. And then we can kind of take summer off with our kids. I mean, yes, we still do stuff, but the schedule of when our race is, is fantastic for us mothers to be able to do that. Well, and so, um, I mean, there's so many details, but what surprised you most that first year? Like, were you like, OMG, I can't believe I have to deal with fill in the blank. What is it? Oh, that's a hard one. I guess I would say that, um, I don't know if I would say that there was really anything. I mean, oh. I'm sure there was. <laughs> you know, I, Dimity's calling me. Yeah, no, and I'm sure there was. You know, I guess it could be maybe like these, the last minute, like, and we're still dealing with it today. Like, you know, we get the emails yesterday. Funny story. Um, A woman that's like, I got an email that I signed up for the half marathon, and I swear I didn't. And we're like, well, okay. So we called her. We had her email. We had her phone number. We had her credit card. We had everything. I didn't sign up. (laughs) And? Um... Okay. <laughs> Are she, you sure? Is she running on Sunday? Well, is that's, she running on it's Sunday? still debatable. Okay. So we get some of those. Or, you know, you get some of the, the last-minute things. That, that That's always kind of the last-minute runners. That's, you know, we were talking earlier about how um, the 5K and our kids run sold out. And we did everything we could so that everyone can run. We want everyone to be able to run. But that's the hard thing. So that's what I would say. Kind of the last-minute things and then some of the people... And vol- I would say volunteering because you have people that do back out and volunteers make make this race what it is like it's we have probably 900 volunteers. It is so important that they all are there showing up supporting you and everyone around. And all of you that are there running this weekend, make sure to thank them because that's a yes, big thing. Yes, that I they love that. Thank yeah. those volunteers because we do 900 volunteers is a lot of volunteers that need to help put this race on. Yeah, I just always think, I mean, so have you changed the course over those six years? Because to me, it's it's planning the course, it's getting the permits for all those street closures, you know, having police officers in the middle of intersections. It just seems like just one thing after another. I don't think people realize that, but I will say that. So so the first year we took it over, we used the last the race course from the year before. And mile 23 through 26 went through this gorgeous path area i mean you were kind of by yourself in this path okay yeah gorgeous but at mile 24 or 5 of a marathon do you want to be by yourself i was just about to say that doesn't sound gorgeous no (laughs) you don't so what we did that was the first change we made that we're like can't do that scratch it 
now all of you to, on Sunday are going to be able to embrace what is called the Blue Gold Mile. And we went to the University of Eau Claire and we said, we want to partner with you. And we have a mile that you run through the campus and there's student organizations outside. There are groups, there's music, there's, it's wild. So, cause at mile 24 or at mile 11 of a half marathon, you want to stop, but you see 300 kids, 400 kids sitting outside. You're not going to stop. You want to keep going. And then from there, then it got people were like, okay, we loved that. But then there's another mile after that. <laughs> so then what we did. Dang is it. We, yeah. So <laughs> we went to one of your another mother runners, Natalie, and said, okay, what can we do? And she created the musical mile. So we have local bands and choirs that will come and kind of play you in. So they, it's a great way for them to kind of fundraise some money to showcase what they can do. And they just will play you into the final. We try to make the last six miles of the race jam-packed. Um, so I will say I uh, used to have a rule that I couldn't walk if anyone would see me. So that is really good for mile 24, 25, 26, right? Well, then there's not much walking because we have over 20 cheer stations of different groups, organizations cheering for you with bells, clappers, everything. I mean, people are screaming for you. So, And these are volunteers that we get specifically for cheer stations just to be on the course That's for crowd great. support. That's great. That's awesome. Um, okay, so... You know, there are a lot of races out there. I mean, you know, I live in Colorado where literally I think you could do a race every day of the week if you wanted to, um, let alone on the weekends, which, you know, it gets just jam-packed. Um, so what do you do to make your race stand out, to make Eau Claire stand out, besides give it the family angle, which we love and think is adorable? You know, I guess I would say we run other races and kind of take what we see there, and we are on social media, and we ask our runners what they want. I mean, we want to make this, we want to make this a, a big weekend in Eau Claire to kind of start off the running summer. Um, we're always changing things. Yeah. I think too, we, we want the community in this and before it. And they, they are like, you'll see that this community just comes out and supports this race 110%. That's awesome. We give, I think we donate to over 120 charities a year. Wow. And a lot of that is we will have them come volunteer and help and we do that on purpose. Like we want to get them involved. We want to give them a way um, to showcase what they do also. So I hope this doesn't sound sexist, but it will. Um, but I have to say there's something about having a female as a race director and there aren't that many um, going on. So one of the ones, I mean, our first retreat was in Little Rock and on the Little Rock Marathon, we, we, granted we did not uh, participate in the race, but oh my God, that course map, was like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. It was lovely. I mean, the, the attention to detail and how well laid out it was. And um, they had a lipstick mile. They Revlon was it Revlon or L'Oreal? That was one of their somebody who's like That's closer. Hysterical. Which is oh my well, gosh, you, got, oh you got a new like lip gloss before your picture, which is a little girly. We understand. <laughs> but then um, the Twin Cities Marathon is another one that is run by um, a female race director. Um, and so there's just there's something about um, because I I don't. You know, I mean, anybody can go run 13.1 or 26.2 or 5, 5K or whatever it is, but it's the attention to detail that makes such a difference. I will say, I didn't realize that, and then I went to the Running USA conference, and I met some of these women that put on Houston, put on Twin Cities, put on Flying Pig, putting on some of these huge races, and it is. And, you know, we're all women in this room, so what I'm going to say, we get stuff done. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
So you touched on something, Emmy, that I think some people don't know, um, that volunteers get the organization that helps you line them up, gets them put on. Is that right, Steph? That, that when you say that there's fundraising. Yes. Yeah. So that, so that let's say um, the Girl Scouts or something mm-hmm. provide you with a hundred volunteers or something, then you make a donation yeah. to, yeah. And I think some people don't know that, that they don't, you know, that, I don't know. Yeah. One of our, one of our largest group is um, a Memorial High School here and they have about 120 kids from their National Honor Society, and we give them, I think, $1,000 back, and they get to choose whatever charity they want. And it's cool to see them wanting to pick a charity, and they all, like, you know, come together and pick that. And it's 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 so good that they want to give it away and not just, you know, take it towards the school, but they're giving it back to the community, which is just so great. But then we also do it for charities. Like, yeah. if a charity wants to come, they can come help volunteer, and then we'll give them a donation back yeah. to some of the the bands and the choirs you know they need to raise money for summer trips for um you know new instruments new instruments things like that so it's a great way one they can come show off what they do and then in the back we will in return give them we want to we want to give back a lot of the money we want to embrace the city we want to help somebody came to me yesterday and said about a a new program that they're starting starting for the summer for kids in um some like a summer school like so for so that they can feed them lunches. And I was like, yes, let us know about this. This is what we want. This is what we want to do with a lot of this. Yeah, because it's not like you're here doing this as a huge moneymaker for your family. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that every time I come back to Eau Claire, I tell my husband I want to move back to Eau Claire, and then he reminds me that he's the one that works. <laughs> Truly. And, and I'm like, yes, I get that. You know, I'll stay in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and what trends do you all see in races? I mean, I feel you all are right on point by having a relay option. That that seems to me to be something that's really kind of taking off. One trend that I'm going to let Steph talk about is people want cool gear. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Our merchandise is awesome. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It, it's sweet. And I am very passionate about it. I take my time. And Emmy and I, we will be at random places, workout studios, whatever, and we'll take pictures. Like, oh, my gosh, I love that. And then we'll come up with, like, new designs. Like, this is brand new this year. Yeah, it's super cute. The back says Eau Claire Marathon. Like, this is new. Um, and I want stuff that you want to wear. I want you to, like, just throw this on and wear it all the time. Because sometimes, you know, when you have a half zip or whatever, you know, you may not want to wear it all the time. But I want something that's comfy and fun. And this year we have also partnered with a new company called My Movement. Um, Emmy has the leggings on. They're amazing. And they're high-waisted, which every woman loves. Women need. So, um, but... I, uh, yeah, we want awesome gear. Like we have, we have fanny packs this year. We have floral backpacks this year. I mean, I'm very passionate about this, but I want it to be fun and just. I want you guys to love it, and I, I know you will. One other thing, you guys will find out that for our race shirt, we pick a shirt that isn't the typical race shirt. We pick something that you can wear on a daily basis that is comfy that you want to wear after the race. Because I go to a lot of races and I throw my race shirt afterwards mm-hmm. or it sits in a closet. And so do you have the all important, do you have men's shirts and women's shirts? Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's important because it's you just key. never know what size to check. Right. You know, it says, you know, oh, what size do you want? Well, I don't know. They're saying it's women's cut. You know, is it unisex? What is a unisex cut shirt anyway? You know, like it means it's men's. Yes. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Unisex yeah. means it's men's. <laughs> So I'm curious because um, because we are in the age of um, Marie Kondo, right? And we're you know we're sparking joy, and so I, your merchandise does spark joy. I'm touching it right now. I mean, it's very nice. Um, 
But um, but I'm curious about if people are opting, if, if you ever thought about like opting out of T-shirts or opting out of the swag because, I mean, I know it's a very important, a lot of, a lot of people like to wear their race T-shirts, a lot of people, and it's great promotion from your end, but I'm just curious like if you've ever got, if you've ever had that discussion and, and where it led. We haven't because people love our shirts and okay. they want them and we try to do a shirt that's, doesn't cost a lot so that it doesn't really increase, you know, registration costs a ton. Sure. And our merch, we we sell our merch and we mark our merch to sell. It's not a money maker. It's a wear it. We want you to wear it. We want you to showcase mm-hmm. our race and show somebody else that you like it. So sure. we we sell a ton. Yeah. Yeah. I'm awesome. excited. Okay. So the fanny packs are very on trend. Mm-hmm. I will have to say I noticed them. And um, yeah, I... I it's going to be a cold day in hell when I'm wearing a fanny pack. But that, okay, so I, I didn't think I would wear this, and then I threw it on today. I'm like, oh, this is actually really nice and convenient. Uh, okay. Like, I all right, well, maybe tomorrow I'll put on a fanny pack. But what other, what other trends are you seeing that that we very, very hip, trendy mother runners need to know about? So, bit boards. How did you find them? Actually, because you guys had bit boards. Okay. Yes. Nice. Okay, so bib boards are kind of an alternative to safety pins. Yeah, and we just, I mean, we get amazing response from those. So we we also sell those too, which is super fun. Um, I try to find colors that are on trend too. What what are trendy colors right now? Um, Light purple. Light purple. Yes, like lilac is everywhere. Okay. So I'm super excited. We have a, a, a full zip, like hoodie. We have a an amazing muscle tank. It is so soft. I'm. I think you'll all love it, and you should get there early and buy it. Okay, so muscle tight. And I'm curious, did you design for Target? No, I did not. What did I was you do in for shoes. Target? I was in kids' shoes. So, what did you, were you a buyer? Or? So, I, I worked with buyers. I, um, oh my gosh, I did so many things. A lot of DPCI, if you know what that world is. I, what is all DPCI? The, all, the, all the SKUs. Description, product, um, information. I mean, it's just okay. Because I, I really want to talk to the person who makes their cute like kids merchandise. Because yeah. I always walk through the the teen section or like the young girl section. I'm like, I want that shirt for me. I yeah. know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Oh, well, I, I won't. That's the problem. But okay. All right. All right. I was gonna tap your brain, but we'll 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 uh, move on. <laughs> So, okay, so Eau Claire, as we know, is a very special place. I mean, how do you bring the feel and the vibe of this place into the race, into the merchandise, perhaps? I mean, you know, you, you always have a lot of stuff on your merchandise, but I mean, how do you kind of bring that to the race and to the stuff that you have? You know, I would guess we pick things that we're going to wear. We do stuff during the race, and we... Like this morning, we biked the half marathon course. Mm-hmm. We pick a course that we would want to run. Yeah. I mean, we want, we don't want it to be boring for the runner. We don't want them not to. So we pick stuff. We do stuff purposefully. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we think would be fun. That cheer stations, we've got these big circular balloons. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what a blast to see those on the course. So we very strategically well, our, plan our, them. Our, it's not just like they, like they twirl. It's like it's a not, little squiggle. So it's, a, it's a squiggle. Oh, okay. It reminds me of my favorite, my favorite line from Raising Arizona. And the guy in the convenience store holds it up and goes, do these balloons blow up into a ra- uh, funny shape? Not unless you think round's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you'll uh, see curly. these other curling balloons. Curly, curly. Yeah. curly. All, right, yes. all right, all right, all right. 
Um, well, and talk about um, just the fun as, as far as having meaning. Um, you told us a little bit earlier about the kids run and why that started. Do you want to share that story um, with our greater listening audience? Because that's pretty special. I will. So we are actually celebrating the fifth year of the Sherry Elman's Fantastically Fun Kids Run is what we call it. And five and a half years ago, um, earlier I talked about that myself, my husband, my mother-in-law, and my dad, we ran the relay together. Um, this was my mother-in-law, and she was a first grade teacher here in Eau Claire and was a big biker, racer, um, cross-country skier. She did it. I mean, she was outside embracing life. And uh, in the fall of the five and a half years ago, she was doing a bike race, and the person in front of her went out of control, and she hit his bike and flew over and broke her neck. And... Um, I struggled because to me, I have to find the positive in everything. So this was a hard one for me. This was a hard figuring out what was positive about this. How, why did this happen? What can we do to make this turn around into, into something positive? And I sat down with my kids and we said, we are going to start. And then I called my sister-in-law and um, my sister and my dad. And we said, we are going to start the Sherry Ullman's Fantastically Fun Kids Run. And it is an obstacle run. And every year we have about 300 kids. It keeps growing. And it's 10 obstacles. And it is from ages 0 to, I think, 13 or 14 we get them. And um, they have an absolute blast doing it. We then, from there, created what's called the Sherry's Crazy Challenge because my mother-in-law was crazy. And she <laughs> just loved to race. And so we did is that if a kid does the kids run on Saturday night and then runs our 5K on Sunday, they get an extra medal. Because who doesn't love an extra medal, right? Mm -hmm. Who doesn't? Especially a child. A child. So we created that. So that's called the Sherry's Crazy Challenge. So, and speaking of medals, I loved what you were telling us earlier before the podcast about the medals, because in why you have the same medal itself, but then different ribbons. Kind of talk about why that is. So... Steph and I work very closely every year trying to design a different medal. Um, this year, our theme is... 11 years, 11 bridges. Because you go over 11 bridges while you run. And we pick the same medal, and everyone will get the same exact medal, but then the ribbon is different. Because we strongly believe that somebody's 5K could be just as hard as somebody's half marathon. And somebody's full marathon. And somebody that runs a full marathon in three hours it could be a lot harder for somebody that does a half in four and a half hours. So we think that everybody deserves the same exact medal at the finish, and, but we do want you to be able to, you know, distinguish between the races. So then we just do a different ribbon with a different color mm -hmm. for the race distance. Very nice. Okay. So, um, so a couple final questions here. The first one is you've got a room here of people who are running your race. Um, and then you've got a bunch of listening audience who run races. So as a race director, what do you want them to know um, about your race and just about putting on a race in general and like, what's the best attitude they can bring to it? Well, so for us, what we try to do is create the greatest day possible from now with our expo tomorrow with the race on sunday with the after party that we have afterwards for everybody that runs because we know that everybody doesn't run the same race every year you don't you pick different races so what we need to do is create the greatest experience for everyone that's there to then for them to go home and tell somebody else about the race and we strongly believe that 
we're around. We do Facebook Lives all the time. We want people to know who we are. We want, we are at the expo. We are at the finish line. We want you to come up and ask us questions. We don't want to be behind the scenes. We want to be, my dad is at the finish line. He will clap every single one of your hands when you cross the finish line. We want to be out there. We want we know how it was when we ran our first half, when we ran our first full, when we did our relay, when we cheer on somebody in the family. So we put a kid's area along the course because we all have had kids on the course and we want them to have something to do while they're waiting to cheer you on. Mm, that's good. Nice, nice. So um, what's your biggest concern on race day and what do you do to try to minimize the chances of it happening? Biggest concern... I, I always get stressed out about the volunteers. I just do, or running out of merchandise. But I'm excited. What I'm I, I, I get excited. I get excited like, about that. The, the fanny packs all sell out early. First thing. I know. What, well, what, last what's year, the last, do? I know. Last year we sold out on, at the expo a lot of things. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is stressing me out. But like this is a good thing. But then you know, next year we notice, you know, order more things like that. But I think too, it just bought me. I'm just making, I want to make sure all my volunteers show up because it's so crucial to have them at the finish line in the finisher shoot, you know, manning an intersection, making sure you guys are all safe and turning the correct way on the course. So that's what I stress about. She's kind of kidding because truly what she stresses out the most about is me. (laughs) This too. What is Emmy going to add now? (laughs) So that's me. So a week ago in the 5k and the kids run sold out. She's like, okay, it's sold out. Perfect. Numbers are here. This is shirts I'm ordering. And I call her, I'm like, Oh, well, no, we're going to order more. And she's like, okay. Even today I was like, we cannot do this next year. We're having a date. She's like, well, we can't. Okay. Well, so, so let's back up a little bit. I I like to dig into the numbers. So like with, um, if you have a water stop, how many cups do you need? And then um, talk about cleaning them up, too, because I always wonder about that. There's just so many cups freaking everywhere at the end, even though you have garbage cans along the way. Yeah. And honestly, I wouldn't even know the number to that. We have the most fantastic, another another mother runner. I mean, she, another woman. I mean, uh-huh. that's a big part of our committee. She is fantastic. She works with all of our water stops. They make sure that there's enough water at every spot, enough cups, the spigots, everything. We've got great committees. I wouldn't even be able to tell you how many cups that are there. They are, and they all know how to pick it up. They clean it up right after. I mean, we drive the course right when it's done, and everything's picked up. We have the greatest volunteers for that. And a lot of our volunteers come back every year. Like, they're like, I want that that back. Like, I want that spot. Like, they don't want to give it up. So, Oh, my gosh. Have you guys seen those? Um, they were at the London Marathon, the water things yeah. made out of seaweed. Yeah. And Oh, you're making a face. <laughs> well, you're I, I'm a face. not sure yet on that. Like, I want to see it in person. I mean, I've, I've screenshotted it. I looked at it. How do, they're like it's, pods. It's, they're, it's yeah, a pod. Well, but they're pods and they're enclosed. Yeah. So that it's um, kind of like, I mean, they looked a little bit like lemons. Yeah. But they were made out of seaweed. And so then you have to kind of tear it a little bit and there's water inside of it. To me, it looked like a pot, like a tide thing pod. that I would put but, into but it, my. I think they kind of look like the things, you know, you find a seat at the top of a piece of kelp. Has that big kind of, yeah. you know, thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to see them. I mean, I'd be interested. I just don't know, like, the cleanliness can, of, like, how do you pass it on? And, like, as a runner, do you want that in your hand when your hand's sweaty? It would also be a little bit like holding a water balloon, I would suspect. Yeah. There would be a little unwieldy. How much can bite into it? And But it is edible. Yeah. So, I mean, I would if it had a little bit of an interesting taste to it. We're going to – you guys are going to come back sometime, and we're going to get some, and we're going to try them. Yeah. And see what we think, and then you guys can kind of be like our experiment. 
Yeah. <laughs> sure. Figure it out. Sure. What do you think? Well, Emmy's well, adding well, something else. <laughs> again. Again. Well, because, I mean, it is such a uh, such an important trend and an important thing to do regardless of whether it's trendy or not is to make a race as green as possible, yeah. minimize the impact. And there was a big story in the New York Times about how, you know, there's such a big impact by, uh, you're making fun of me because I, I read the New York no, Times. But it's uh, true. Yeah, yeah. It's about, true. you know, and all the, and offsetting your carbon footprint, getting to your race, you know, if you fly into it, all that stuff. Yep. So that, um, I mean, it's just something, do you all consider? I take it you all spend a little time thinking about that. We do. We we all probably follow every single social media page out there. Mm-hmm. And then that's a lot of what I will send. And I'll be like, what do you guys think of this idea? What do you think of this idea? Tomorrow, make sure to get a picture with our hashtag runny C that we put outside and then we put it down yeah, at the that's park. Awesome. Cause that was, I think purchased last year, two weeks before the race. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do we need these? Let's do it next year. And then I show up and they're there. <laughs> I'm not yeah, even kidding. They, yeah, no, I mean, it's about, and what, then, no, five, and six they came black, tall. And yeah. she's like, should we paint them? And I said, no. Nope, show them the next day. They're, they're white. <laughs> That's why we work well together. <laughs> it, reminds me, it reminds me of a magnet I bought myself uh, recently. It says, it, oh, gosh, what did it say? It said, um, I'm okay. I'm fl- or no, it says, I'm flexible as long as I'm in control. <laughs> I can be really flexible as long as I'm in control. I saw one this morning that said, somebody asked me if I was crazy. I said yes, dot. And I was like, yep, that's, that's kind of me. So I'm like, there we go. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you guys have been lovely talking to you guys. We're excited to have us all here. And thank you for giving us kind of a behind the scenes of Eau Claire and, um, and the race director scene because that's, uh, it's a bigger job than we thought. Could you do that job, Sarah? No way. I, you know me. I'm not good with details. We would, need a, we would need something bigger than base camp to keep all those details in there. So, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank, thank you, you, guys. Yeah. Have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, despite being recorded in lovely Eau Claire, Wisconsin, our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. You have-